And good afternoon and welcome back to Mayor's Minutes after a long break. You can tell summer's over because the mayor's back in studio. So many thanks to um, my friends here at Methuen Community Studios for their patience as the mayor arrives late again. We are having a slight problem with Facebook, uh, but I am told we will get it corrected so that we can field some questions from you during the course of the show. Um, but here we are, the last official day of summer. Tomorrow's the first day of fall. Um, and we're back in studio. And we plan to be back every Wednesday at 5 o'clock, so hopefully you'll tune in and ask your questions. And we'll have time to chat. Uh, I want to start with some good news. You know, some of the stuff I, I didn't even, you know, think to put slides together again. Maybe I'm getting rusty, having not done the show for a little while. <clears throat> so just a reminder that of two very important events coming up in the city. We have the Wall That Heals uh, coming to uh, the ball field on Pelham Street. Um, and that is a, a huge event for the city. And it comes, uh, it comes into town the 27th, but it's open at Pelham Street from the 29th of September through October 2nd. And we've got volunteers. Thank you to all the people, the volunteers, uh, staffing every shift there at the ball field. Because 24 hours a day, the wall has to be um, protected, guarded. Um, and so we really appreciate, we're overwhelmed by the amount of support the volunteers uh, have provided. Um, We've got sponsors that are providing food, Ellie's and Texas Roadhouse. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Um, uh, we think it's going to be a singular event, a solemn event, but um, something that everybody should partake of. And I want to point out that when the wall arrives in the city, uh, before it even gets set up, uh, we're going to have a procession that's going to be led with our, our police, fire, etc., from uh, Merrimack Street at St. Lucie's uh, at 10.30 in the morning, on September 27th, that procession is going to go down Merrimack Street and then uh, up Pleasant Valley Street, up uh, Pleasant Valley Street, all the way through by City Hall, and um, all the way through the center of town, taking a left and going to, to the ball field at Pelham Street, where we put together. And uh, I, you know, one of the things we were asking, we've got school kids. We we've asked our folks at City Hall today. Um, Around that time, around 11.30-ish, 11, 11.30, uh, we're asking the kids in school at the Tenney and the Timney, and we're asking the folks at City Hall to come out and welcome the wall to town uh, because we really think the people uh, deserve that kind of concern. So the wall is a replica of the, the Vietnam Memorial Wall that's in uh, D.C. It uh, doesn't get to every city in the country. This is, like I said, a singular event. So um, try to see the procession on the 27th, and if you can't make that, understand if you're at work. Uh, it's there 24 hours a day between uh, September 29th and October 2nd. And the second event I wanted to talk about is Methuen Day. Uh, Methuen Day is even bigger and better this year than last year, and last year was fantastic. And so kudos to Councilor Ziegler, Councilor Finicaro, who originally came up with the idea. Um, and, you know, I'm told there's eight food trucks, there's all kinds of entertainment, We've got community partners uh, who are doing tables. So it's just a fabulous event and a chance for you to get out and explore the best of your community. Because uh, in the end, um, let's understand that uh, this community is moving in a positive direction. And, and so that's the theme of today's show. Focus on the positive. Uh, having said that, you know, uh, the back half of the show, we're going to have Matt Higgins from Harvey here and talk about trash. As I know, there's a lot of questions about that, and we've done uh, 15 information sessions across the city, um, and we're happy to sit down and talk to anybody um, 
about the trash and the cameras. Um, as I've said before, uh, the chief and I are willing to come out to your neighborhood if you call and make an arrangement. We'll talk about how you do that. But Methuen Day, October 1st, in the center of town from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Hope to see you there. Uh, I'll be there. And so come on by and, and, and let's chat. So uh, other good news. If we could go to the slides for a minute. We've got some slides. I wanted to share some pictures. And I want to talk about them while we're showing the slides. Um, here we go. So... Um, you know, one of the things that we're working on more aggressively, uh, kudos to Jack Wilson and the community development team, is trying to bring uh, commercial businesses into the city. So this was a big win for Methuen. This is Factorial, um, which is, is going into the place um, off 110 that 3M was in. And they're expanding it. They're investing over $60 million to create labs and eventually manufacturing for uh, electric batteries. And uh, two students from Cornell University uh, who uh, have a patent on a battery that'll be a longer life-lasting battery than any battery in the automotive industry today. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're lined up to work with a lot of um, automobile manufacturers. Uh, we did the groundbreaking. That's what you see here. Uh, the groundbreaking was a couple weeks ago. Um, and... Factorial, um, and I want to give Jack and his team the kudos and the state folks that we worked with as well. Um, Factorial, as I said, is investing over $60 million in the building, uh, about 266 employees in the building, and a lot of those will be new to Methuen. Methuen aggressively competed against um, four cities, including Woburn, where Factorial was originally located, and um, we were happy to entice them to come to Methuen. The pictures that you see from the ground baking include um, <clears throat> the, the CEO plus the board of directors plus uh, your mayor plus um, Joe Bevelacqua from Merrimack Valley Chamber. So good news. Um, and Factorial's investment, just, you know, uh, the city council, thank you to the city council, they gave them tax incremental financing, which on the part they're going to invest, they won't be paying uh, as much tax for at least five years. Uh, but the good news for Methuen is that a previously unoccupied space, um, the, the rest of the building, uh, is still going to be taxable. And so that's a win-win, a factorial for Methuen for all of us. And uh, we're aggressively competing with um, a number of other organizations. And it goes, you know, I just had a meeting in my office before I came here today. Um, you know, hopefully you're seeing in the downtown area uh, the redevelopment of the Mason's Lodge and the Red Tavern. Those are being turned into uh, luxury apartments, and the work that's going in there looks splendid. Um, if you've been in the city as long as I have, you can look at the quality of the windows that they're putting in uh, to replace the windows there, and you know the kind of job they're doing. So uh, we're excited about those kind of developments, and there's more of that coming. Right? And we're going to, uh, on the next picture, um, yesterday I had the opportunity uh, and I'm going to tell you a funny story. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to go to Methuen Nails and Lash. Um, it's a large, I, I, can, I can show you. Somebody told me, May, you're out of touch with Nails and Lash. I clearly am. This is a spectacular Nails and Lash salon. And it's open right next to a bubble tea uh, company at the Loop. I'm going to talk about both of those together. The owners right there on the left with me are fantastic people. They are Methuen residents. 
so they're invested in their community, and they've got two businesses at the loop. Methuen Nails and Lash, which had its ribbon cutting yesterday, as you can see from the pictures, and the Bubble Tea. And uh, I want to tell you a, a quick funny story. When the Bubble Tea uh, place was opening a couple weeks back, uh, your mayor didn't really understand what Bubble Tea was. I've never had the opportunity to have Bubble Tea. And I went home, and uh, my son, it was a Friday, my son said, uh, Dad, let's go to lunch tomorrow. And I said, well, I can't. I've got to do uh, a ribbon cutting at a bubble tea. And you would have thought I told my kids we won the lottery. Um, they're 20, 30-something, as you know, and they erupted. Oh, bubble tea, Methuen, awesome. And uh, I'm sitting there. I don't even know what bubble tea is. And so I, I got a first-hand experience. I went out, met the owners that you saw in the picture there, same people that own Methuen Nails and Lash, and they're going to be at Methuen Day. Um, and I had my first bubble tea, and I want to tell you, it was awesome, awesome experience. So uh, we've got businesses coming into the loop. Uh, Kane's Chicken is coming, uh, and there's some other surprises too. Are you talking to me? I can't hear you. Oh, it's up? Facebook is up. I just got the... All right, so I'm going to dial it up so that as we get questions, we can answer them. My apologies. So I can look up MCS myself. There we are. There I am. It's a Friday. I'll turn the volume down. MCS myself. There we are. Okay, so um, uh, in Methuen Nails and Lash and the Bubble Tea, uh, fantastic owners who live in the West End of Methuen, uh, get on out the loop and experience it. And I started talking, Cane's Chicken is coming. And there's another surprise very shortly to be announced that I think all Methuen residents, especially those that golf, will be really thrilled about. So working on that. Next slide, please. I wanted to talk for a minute about, uh, and we could just put the slide up for a second, about the police superiors contract. So uh, this is important, and hopefully you saw the city council meeting. Uh, we negotiated for nine months with this police superiors union. Um, we put what we thought was a very fair package uh, to the city and to the superior officers. And uh, I am thrilled at the reaction from city council. Uh, so the city council unanimously voted to approve it on both reads. So thank you to the city council members. Thank you to those that stood strong. Um, uh, this contract includes a full payment of $700,000 that the city spent in arbitration. So it is unique. And I want to say a special thank you um, to the people that were on the negotiating team with me, um, uh, Attorney, City Solicitor Ken Rossetti, Chief McNamara, uh, the CAFO, Maggie Dupre, and Lisa Crowley, uh, and Peter McQuillan, the Assistant Solicitor. That was our negotiating team. Uh, and I also want to say thank you to the Superior Officers Union, uh, President Sergeant Jamie Moore, uh, Lieutenant Joe Wren, um, uh, Sergeant Matt Muskus, and I always forget, um, there's one guy I miss it, I always, this poor guy. Uh, so anyways, uh, they were fantastic. And that doesn't mean that there weren't times during the negotiation where we um, differed on opinion, uh, but the whole time that the negotiation went on, it was respectful and impactful, uh, both for the union and the city. And I say that because it is time now to turn a corner. Uh, we are in a place in, in this city's history where we have put the past behind us. We've addressed many of the issues that had arisen. Uh, uh, because on top of the superiors contract, uh, this year we put $5 million 
from fiscal year 2022 into the city's free cash, and that will be certified by the state and available on October 1st. Uh, we recommended, if you watch the city council meeting, uh, the CAFO and myself recommended to the city council, and it will be up for discussion, and we want your inputs as well, that we pay off the remaining $2.5 million in debt that's owed from the school overrun of uh, three years ago. And that's important because that would bring us out of state oversight. So in three short years, we have addressed the, the fiscal issues within the city of Methuen. They're not the only issues. Uh, we've got lots of other things. Uh, in a future show, I'm going to bring you the timeline that we gave to councils on the ARPA and when those projects start and where they're headed. Um, but, you know, there's a good foundation here. Um, and, you know, um, we'll see what council thinks about, you know, paying off the $2.5 million. But I would explain to you uh, that, um, you know, we're in a position right now, our free cash, um, et cetera, that that $2.5 million debt, we're not going to get the, um, the, the interest rates that we should because we're more flush with cash than we've been. Right? So we're, we're starting to address some of those issues. The next slide talks about the Methuen bond rating. I'm starting with the positive. So uh, we were upgraded. We got a double jump this time. So this is the fourth time the bond rating has been increased since I've been elected. Um, lots of people share the credit. Uh, but I put a quote there. Moody's summary report states, the upgrade to A1 reflects the material improvement in the city's reserve and liquidity positions following successive operating surpluses that are projected to continue into fiscal 22. And they did. Following a period of financial imbalance and reserve depletion, new management has effectively implemented improvements to the city's budgeting process and expenditure control, making governance a driver of this upgrade. And that quote is singular. That's not from the mayor. That is what Moody said after they did the analysis. Uh, so I, I guess all I'm trying to do is um, we've got the superior officers contract and arbitration resolved. We've got the uh, bond rating improved. Um, you know, we've got uh, a lot of irons in the fire. We've got $46.2 million of ARPA money that we're about to spend in the city, some of which we've begun to spend. Um, so we're, we're headed in a, a great direction. And I know as soon as I say that, somebody's going to say, well, uh, pave my street or, um, you know, things like that. So um, I, I get a lot of calls every day on um, unaccepted ways. And, uh, you know, it's painful to me. Unaccepted ways, I can't use Chapter 90 money to pave those streets the way I do accepted ways. And many people, it seems, don't even know they live on an ex on unaccepted way. So the city council has made a tax force to address the unaccepted ways. Um, there are multiple ways that we could, we could use some ARPA money to do that if city council saw fit. Uh, or we could use uh, some of our free cash. But I can't use the Chapter 90 money. It would be illegal for the mayor to do that. So it's not the mayor doesn't want to pave your street. I can only pave the $1.9 million that I get every year in Chapter 90. All right? So uh, we've talked about putting it in our capital improvement plan to uh, pave additional roads. That would be entirely at the city's expense, uh, whether it be by bond or other, other method. Uh, but I'll be interested in working with the Unaccepted Ways Committee that councils form because... Uh, there are a number of streets in this city that uh, are going to be ad addressable you know, one way or another, depending on how we fund it. All right. Then um, 
I wanted to get into the main uh, topic of the show, and um, I was kind of stalling, hoping Matt would be here, but he's stuck in traffic. I'm getting texts that tell me that. Um, so let's talk about trash and recycling, because it's probably the most emotional uh, topic in the city. And good evening to everybody who's on. I can kind of see that you're there. So uh, let's talk about this trash and recycling, uh, if we could. And so I want to, you know, some of these are charts that you may have seen. And uh, I just want to talk about these are purely factual. So um, change is difficult. Uh, we're going to work with you to make this change uh, happen. And, and I want to address there's no money being funneled to the mayor out of this contract. All right, let's address that. Because people are going out on Facebook and saying the mayor's lying in his pockets. The mayor gets nothing out of this. The mayor lives in a house in Methuen that pays taxes like you do. And he has trash just like you do, right? So he needs to address it. So let's go to that first um, chart that shows uh, the city of Methuen. How does Methuen compare with similar communities? And so I know it's hard to read, but we are up there at the top. So on average household in the city of Methuen throws out 2,408 pounds of trash annually. That's not recycling. That's just trash. Right, and so you say, big deal. I, I don't know what that means. Right? I guess what I'd ask you to do is look at the bottom, and you've got larger cities than the city of Methuen. You've got Marlboro, you've got Brookline, you've got Arlington, you've got Gloucester among them. Right? So when you look at Methuen throwing 2,408 pounds of trash away every year uh, per average household. Um, You've got to look at that and say, a, a city like Arlington, which is larger than Methuen, right? So, and, and these charts are available on the website. Uh, Arlington has 20,311 households. Methuen has 14,754. So they have almost 7,000 more households than Methuen, yet their trash is less than half of what we do annually. They throw away 1,190 pounds of trash per household. So that is uh, just one example on this chart. We are uh, the only community around us that had unlimited trash. And so when we talk about things like maintaining a, a, a good tax rate, and by the way, I'm going to keep saying we do, $1,305 per $1,000 for a residential rate, uh, one of the best around, when you look at all the other communities surrounding us, Lawrence, Mass., Haverhill, Mass., Dracut, Mass., Salem, New Hampshire, all four of those already have the automated program we do. There is no doubt in my mind that trash is being brought into the city of Methuen, and that's largely because we have unlimited trash. And so you might be sitting there saying, big deal, what do I care? Um, you pay for it. Because when you make a comment like, well, it's in my taxes, the issue is um, we end up paying additional tipping fees because we throw away so much trash. And conversely, because we're such poor recyclers, right? We are among the worst recycling communities in the state. We've got neighborhoods in the city of Methuen that recycle at a rate of 17%. Let me explain what that means. That means that 83% um, of what should go in recycling goes in your trash. Now, uh, many people are, are going out to social media and saying, uh, you know, I'm a great recycler. Well, 
We're going to talk about that because I think there's a lot of education that has to happen. Um, and, you know, we've got to kind of um, address some of that, right? So, okay. So, um, I talked about Arlington, Brookline, uh, Westfield has more houses than us, Malden has more houses than us, Marlboro has uh, roughly close to the same, Attleboro, all of those places are, Salem, Mass has more houses than us, throws away, by my math, 1,000 pounds less per household year, 1,000 pounds per household, right? So in a, in a community like Methuen with 14,754, that's 1,000 pounds for each of those 14,000 residences. That's, that's the issue that we're... So, you know, um, the cost of the trash has gone up and up and up and continues to go up. So go to the next chart. So how do we compare? And this is right from the state. So this is not, you know, the mayor, you know, making up data to make a case here. This data comes right from the state, and you can go check it out. We have the second lowest tonnage of basic recyclables collected per household served. We're second from the bottom, and the only reason we're, we're, we're not near the bottom is Pittsfield and Malden, right? So you look at, again, uh, a city like Brookline, much larger than the city of Methuen, right? And you, you, you look at their, their recycled pounds per household annually is 703. Methuen's is is 344, right? You look at Arlington, they're almost at 500. Gloucester, 491. Marlboro, 497. Chelmsford, 507. Waltham, uh, 528. Medford, 537. Taunton, 553. I'm not going to read them all to you, right? But it, the data is there for the households. You've got a city like Medford that has 19,500 households. Methuen has 14,754. Medford recycles 537 pounds annually per household. Um, and Methuen recycles 340. So you can see the kind of gap there, right? We've got to refocus on recycling. And um, it's the converse of the trash chart. So I'm just trying to give you the data behind some of the decision. This was not an arbitrary decision. Before I forget, one of the more common things is, you know, some residents are out there posting saying, well, we didn't get a chance to decide. Well, you did. Uh, and, uh, and I hate to be that blunt about it, but there was a trash talk committee run by uh, Council Safi that met for two years. There was also f public sessions that we held to talk about this trash uh, and what we wanted to do, because those of you that can't remember, uh, over a year ago, city council said to me, don't bring us another JRM renewal. Right? That, was, that was the dissatisfaction with the, the existing trash hauler. Right? Is the change going to be difficult? Absolutely. It's going to be hard for me and my family, too. Is it worthwhile? It absolutely is. Not just from a cost standpoint, but from an ecological standpoint. Right? We need to do a better job. Right? And so if, if you're hating me, say it. We've we got to do a better job saving the planet. Right? Teresa Wengerhenkel said, the recycling budget is huge. I thought about what I could recycle. Recycling could be huge compared to trash. At least it's a single stream and it is a pickup. Some towns and cities require residents to go to transfer station for trash and recycling, plus split up recycling in bins at the transfer station. Yeah. And so I'm going to say, so the next slide has a picture of the carts. Right? And to Teresa's point, I don't think it gives you the magnitude. So the info sessions we did, we actually brought the size carts. These are the carts. 
So the gray one on the left is trash. Uh, the gray with the blue lid is recycled. That's a 95-gallon, um, right? So it's going to stop the paper from blowing all over our streets, which happens with those half buckets. Um, and that is uh, significant. Let's, let's address some of the questions that have come out about the trash bucket on the left. So can you put your kitchen bags into that gray bucket on the left? You can, right? You do not have to use the city overflow bags in that gray bucket. You can fill that gray bucket with your glad bags or, or husky bags, whatever bags you use in your house for trash can go in that gray bucket on the left. When the carts were distributed, there was a packet that included information on recycling that we've also sent to you in multiple methodologies, um, but also uh, had two overflow bags. And those two overflow bags can each contain at least two of your normal kitchen trash bags. So we're trying to ease the transition and make it a, a little bit easier for folks to change. And then beginning next week, actually after Friday, the website will be live for individuals to order extra carts at $100 a year. It's not $100 for the cart. It's $100 for the year of the weight of the waste that goes into that cart. That's what the charge is for. So there's a methodology for you to um, buy an extra cart. It is on the website. I'm going to show it to you. It's not live yet, but it is uh, functional. I've walked through it with our CIO. They've done a good job. The overflow bags are, you can buy five additional for $10. Um, they're available at Market Basket on Haverhill Street, Market Basket on uh, Pleasant Valley Street. They're going to be available at Galloway's. They're going to be available at House Street, they're going to be available uh, uh, Caribbean Market. So they're going to be available multiple places in the city. They're also going to be available at City Hall uh, come next week, at the transfer station, at the Senior Center, and at the um, Nevins Library. And they're five, five bags for $2. No cash will be accepted. Uh, we've set up to take credit card or check for either of the methodologies that you choose to use. Right? So, um, and the overflow bags are blue. So if we could go back one more time to that slide with the two, I just want to make sure people understand. So the gray 64-gallon uh, trash bin on the left um, is, in addition, to the, if, if you fill that and the lid won't close, then, then you have to use the overflow bag. You cannot use the overflow bag for recycle. You cannot put your overflow of trash into your recycle because at some point, as they dump them in the streams, uh, at the landfills, I mean, um, they're going to be looking at what gets in there. And if there's contamination higher than a rate that they anticipate, it's going to cost the city more money. So uh, if you fill the 64-gallon and you have incremental, like a party or something, you might want to just do um, overflow bags. If you anticipate doing more than that um, every week, um, then you may want to do the extra cart. But no matter which one you choose, uh, understand the intent is to try to minimize or reduce the amount of trash that we're producing. Go back to that first chart. I'm not telling you to. 2,408 pounds per household. There's no other community within, uh, thank you, no other community within hailing distance of us. Even the other reds are below 2,000 pounds, right? So something... When people 
are, are upset, and I get that. It's a change. It's an emotional change. You've got to ask yourself, what, what's different in Arlington, Brookline, Gloucester, Chicopee, etc.? What's the difference that they know that Methuen doesn't know? Right? And the other reason for this is, um, you know, this, the state only has 13 remaining sites where a hauler can go with the trash. So again, you say, big deal, what does that mean? Six incinerators and seven landfills. And I hope I did that right. Joe's always correcting me. Um, either it's six and seven or seven and six. Uh, but the point is, there's only 13 sites that the haulers can go. So the reaction of the citizens in Methuen predicted has been to throw away humongous amounts of trash, right? And people complaining about, they haven't done my street yet, and I appreciate that. Uh, I want you putting it on C-Click Fix. I look at it every morning. Um, but the long and the short of it is, um, so extra trash means the truck fills up faster. That means the route doesn't get finished. The hauler has to go to a landfill and sometimes wait in a line that's two to three hours long. Dump their load and then come back to the city. Right? So this is a double-edged sword no matter how you look at it. Um, okay. So I wanted to take the next picture shows you. So these are the kind of trucks that will be in the city starting October 3rd. So the new program doesn't begin until October 3rd. And the carts will be given out um, started last week, and they're continuing this week through Sunday. So the, you notice these are different than the trucks you see in the, in the neighborhoods now. And so what's the reason? The reason is um, you're using the rear loader trucks, which are older. They break down more frequently, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they fill up faster, right? These are the trucks that will be in the city come October 3rd. They were all equipped with GPS and camera. So when you get missed, and, and I want to say that, so is Harvey going to miss a house when we start the new program? You betcha. Right? Mistakes happen. And I do want you to put it on C-Click Fix because we've got a good process working with Matt Higgins, who's the point of contact from Harvey, and he is um, answering the issues on C-Click Fix. I had a resident reach out yesterday from Alvin Street whose trash got missed on Thursday, and he sent a truck there to pick up the trash. So these are the newer trucks. And by the way, they'll have one of these trucks. They'll have the carts. They'll have the overflow bags. Um, we'll have the overflow bags available on Methuen Day. All right? Uh, will Methuen Transfer Station have expanded hours? If yes, what are the new hours and will the hours change? So starting October 3rd, Teresa, the hours do change. Uh, they're going to be extended on, uh, and on Tuesdays and Saturdays. So Saturday, it's going to be open past noon till I think it's 3 o'clock. And Tuesday, I think it's till 5. Um, and I will get you a definitive answer for that because uh, I answered at city council, and I'm just having a brain cramp while we're speaking. But uh, that goes into effect beginning in October. Um, and, and that's the other thing. You know, we're going to look at the website in a minute. So the bulk fees, uh, there's three methodologies. If you want to get rid of it right away, you can call Harvey. They'll pick it up. Uh, same week. If you want to dispose of it um, through DPW to pick it up, you can call, and we're going to show you online how to schedule it. Um, and if you uh, want to pay the least amount, you get a transfer station sticker and bring it down to the transfer station. And so those list of prices for, uh, from DPW, I think, are fair and reasonable, and were approved by city council. So we're going to be sending those out to every household. 
Uh, I also wanted to take a minute to show you. This is the newsletter that went out, and hopefully you saved it. It says at the top, special edition, read and save. And it's got a lot of information in there, um, including that the, the program begins October 3rd. That's right here at the bottom of the page. Um, but it's got, you know, in addition to the calendars, it's got all the information that we've done from all of the info sessions. And it's also got um, your calendar here, because one of the things that, this is the 2022 calendar. When 2023 rolls around, we're going to be sending out uh, refrigerated magnets to every household in the city. So you can put it on your refrigerator, and everybody's up to date um, with when the trash should be. Now, if you've got questions, or you want the mayor and the police chief to come to your neighborhood and talk about the camera program and the trash program, or if you've got questions about a cart swap, and I forgot to say the cart swap. So uh, we are uh, receiving now the 35-gallon carts. For residents where the 64-gallon and the 95-gallon are too big, we can give you the 35-gallon carts. Um, and they're usable. Um, so, um, you know, the contact information is on the next slide. Contact Jordan Normandia. Up oh, one before this. Should be one before this, no? With Jordan's, yeah. So if you want us to do a session for your neighborhood, or you have questions about a swap uh, for a smaller cart, or bags, or uh, general questions you didn't get uh, one of the packets delivered to you, call Jordan Normandia at 978-983-8506. Uh, he's got about 100 calls in the last two weeks, and that's excellent. That's kind of what we anticipated. Um, but you can uh, reach out to him. Okay. So um, the next thing is I wanted to take a couple minutes and show you this, the city website. I know there's been a lot of discussion. Um, do I just hit this button here? I guess I do. I do. Uh, and so um, just a couple things. So right here in the middle of the screen, I don't know if you can see my cursor right here, is C-Click Fix, where if your trash gets missed or something happens, um, you can report it. You can report it anonymously, but we need the address um, in order for us to resolve it. And I prefer that you put a name to it because it allows us to show you the accountability associated with And I want to say, uh, DPW is doing a good job responding to the C-Click fix. Average turnaround time is less than three days. So I want to show you recycling and trash. This is the page. Uh, and thank you to Luis Santiago, our CIO. That newsletter is here if you don't have it. It's right here. So the newsletter I held up is available right here. You can see the postcard that we mailed week one. The postcard from August 29th here. Um, here's options. Reuse and disposal options for hard to dispose of items. So I'm going to take a minute and show you that. So, you know, extra ways to recycle. So this is by category. What things you can do. Right? And it's got links to websites in many cases. So if you want to get rid of uh, batteries... You've got two places. You can bring them to Home Depot, or you can bring them to batteries and bulbs in Salem, New Hampshire. Right? Or you can visit the website and get more information related to that. Um, blankets. Um, MSPCA accepts blankets as a donation for their animals. Uh, books. You know, if they're in good conditions, Memorial Library will take them. Other options are listed here. So we're trying to provide, you know, cell phones, clothing. Um, so, you know... Clothing, we've got a comprehensive list of places that you can give it to. I told the story that uh, since, since my last time I'm doing community studios, I've lost almost 80 pounds. I'm back up 
So I should say 70 because I'm back up about 10. Um, so um, the, the good part of that is um, I was able to get rid of my, my older clothes. And I did that uh, through Big Brother, Big Sister, which is one of the organizations listed on the clothing page. So you can, uh, there are organizations that take your stuff for free. We're still working with some other organizations. And uh, Linda Susie gave me this last night. This is epilepsy. They will do the same. Epilepsy accepts all sorts of items, including clothing, shoes, bedding, curtains, small household goods, dishware, small appliances, and fashion accessories such as belts, pocketbooks, scarves, etc. View our website for a complete... So we're going to put this out on the website. But also, um, I'm going to show you two things here before I go back to your questions. This is Recyclopedia, which is a really cool tool. And by the way, you can do it in any language. It does any language. And it tells you... So it tells you people are looking up mattresses and box springs. That's a good thing. Because it tells you most mattresses can, can be recycled, but not all towns and cities accept these, right? Call your local board up, right? So um, there's a specific process for disposing of your mattress and your box spring. You cannot just put it at curbside collection. That's not unique to the city of Methuen. That is uh, Commonwealth mandated. So we have a recycling grant that we took for that. Uh, that requires them to be done a certain way. Uh, I see books. I see television. I'm going to, the one I usually do in the sessions is clothing. So is clothing, it does not, right down here, it does not belong in your recycle bin, right? So I said, we're showing you, what do I do with this, right? So if you go down below here, it tells you local options for how to, it takes you to that other page that I talked about. Right? And tells you what kind of things, you know, Big Brother, Big Sister, uh, Epilepsy Foundation, uh, and how to contact them and get them to pick it up at no cost. In addition, we're going to be doing events that we call Zero Waste Days, where you can take things that are hard to dispose of, like um, batteries, for example, and uh, you'll be able to bring them to a specific spot in the city that will have vendors lined up to pick up the items. So that's a benefit. Then I want to go to the the most ballyhooed one, if I could get my screen to go backwards. All right, so when we go to recycling and tracks, so the additional carts, so this is a little misleading. So remember that I said, let's talk about the bags first. When you click here, and this is not live yet, um, so um, I can't show it to you, but there's going to be three blocks here that show uh, literally, um, do you want an additional trash cart? There's a cost to that of $100 per year. It goes through a process where you'll get a call from somebody in the city. You put your information in, where you live, um, household income, and then somebody from uh, the mayor's office will call you. On the recycle cart, extra recycle cart, there is no cost for an, an, an extra 95-gallon. We are asking you to see if you can make it work with the carts you have. Because the less carts we have, the better it is for all of us. And the third option will be the bags. Now, the bags, are, as I said, again, are going to be sold in um, City Hall, in the customer service downstairs, uh, the transfer station, the uh, Nevins Library Senior Center, and additionally, at um, Market Basket on Havel Street and Pleasant Valley Street, 
uh, Galloway's on Pelham Street, um, House Street Variety on House Street, obviously, Caribbean Market on Broadway, and there's one more vendor we're waiting on. Uh, I'm informed, I haven't verified this, so don't take it to the bank, social media is reporting that Demoulis on Haverhill Street already has the bags at customer service. They're five for, for $10. So just remember, the bags can be used for overflow. Each of the overflow bags can hold at a minimum two full-size kitchen bags. Two full-size kitchen bags. All right, so uh, we're, we're trying to make sure that the transition is easier. You've got two overflow bags to start with, uh, and the bags are available in the city. Uh, we're asking you to try and see if you can make it without an additional cart as much as possible, because that benefits us all. Now, I've received a number of calls saying, um, I've received a number of calls um, that, that say, well, it's unfair to large wholesale. And, um, you know, while there's a grain of truth to that, I, I won't deny it, um, the reverse is true that the current system is at the, uh, not the benefit, the detriment of people with smaller families and seniors. Because we're all paying for that 2,400 now, eight pounds per household. All right, your seniors are paying that. And those are some of the costs that go into calculating your tax rate. So, again, we're doing this to try to maintain a stable tax rate and to be more ecologically feasible. And there's no financial benefit to the city to this. It's to the residents, right? So that's what we're trying to do. So I've got a couple questions. Joe Cosgrove is watching. That's bad news for me. Uh, does the Methuen transfer station take all the same bulk items as Harvey and the Methuen DPW? Are there any differences between them? So the answer is they do take the same things. It's a, it's a lower price either to have DPW pick them up or to have uh, or the lowest price is for you to bring them to the transfer station. Right? But all the same items. And there's a list that we, was approved by council the other night that will be published on the website on the trash page. Um, so... Uh, no difference between them. Does Harvey have dumpsters for bulk items removal? Um, I'm not really sure. So we are putting dumpsters in our schools, obviously, and we're uh, closing the gates around them, uh, and we're working towards getting dumpsters for uh, our Methuen Housing Authority locations. All right? Uh, I put the clothing and shoes next to the gas station, they have those yellow, outstanding. That's excellent. Where am I doing to get rid of clothes and shoes plus boots that are not in good condition and thus can't be donated? So I want to be careful. So if you have clothes that can't be donated, they have to go in the trash. If you get like a blood stained, or that, that's trashed. There's no other way around, right? Um, so what are the local cities? Does Harvey do a similar? I, I don't know. Uh, they do many. Uh, they're not unique. We had only two bidders, so, um, and I want to go back and kind of explain that so people understand. So we did four public hearings that were publicized um, that we had uh, some, some residents attend um, over the course of a year. And if Joe Cosgrove was here, he'd tell you, before we did that, we did a survey that we got, I, I think it was like a 50% response rate from the cities and the uh, communities of the household. Impact on trash. Um, you know, the other common question I get asked is, why can't we go to um, weekly recycle? And the answer is uh, simply that we're not a good recycling city yet. When we get there, 
we can discuss it. Right now, because of where we are, the cost would be prohibitive. So we've got to do a better job recycling. And I don't want to blow anybody's mind. Uh, you know, three to six months from now, once we've kind of um, started to adapt to the program here, um, I'm going to come back to you, the residents, and talk about a composting program. Because in your trash, probably the biggest significant thing, and something I talked about at all the sessions across the city, um, is food trash, food waste. And that is all compostable. So there's a number of different ways. Uh, you can get a, a composting bin from the city, and the animals can't get into it. You, I, can, I can give you a, a list of 20 residents who've bought composting bins and what they use them for, because it can be used in the soil uh, to help fertilize your, your lawn uh, or your garden, I should say. Um, but food, food waste is an essential problem. And I think back to my childhood, um, I grew up up by Holy Family Hospital in a, in a two-tenement, and um, we had something my uncle called a, a pig in the backyard. Not, not the animal, a pig. He called it a pig. It was a little hole in the ground, a cement hole with a cylinder that was, I think, brass, and had a brass lid on it. And at the end of dinner nights, when there was food waste, they would put it you know, in a container, and my uncle would go out and scrape the food container into that hole in the ground. And then once a week, he would shoot, um, you know, fire-starting fluid. I'm cramping up here. And he would light it on fire, right? Now, that's not allowable anymore, but that was the way of uh, addressing food waste in those days. Um, composting is really the answer here. Uh, but we've got to do it one step at a time. So we're going, how do we increase our recycling and then... You know, maybe six months from now, we'll talk about how do we do composting to kind of help the situation out. And I think you will see over time that the vast majority of households will be able to work with what we've sent out. Um, okay, let me get back to the questions. When will get all the barrels get delivered? Lots of streets with no new barrels. Yeah, that's true, Judy. Um, so they're going to finish by Sunday. Uh, they've still got quite a bit to do. It is a third party. It's not DPW delivering them. So it's Sierra from the Recycle Partnership delivering them. Um, and again, if there's a problem, we've had some people uh, who got a cart delivered that already had a damaged lid. Um, you can call 978-983-8506 and report that to Jordan. Or you can call Joe Cosgrove, and we get those rectified. And in a couple of cases, we've had, um, I hate to say this even live, we've had um, reports of uh, residents taking packages out of other residents' barrels. And hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully the deliverers just missed the packet. If you didn't get the packet, uh, call that 978-983-8506 or call uh, Joe Cosgrove. They're about two-thirds of the way done with the city. Yeah, there's the number right there. That's who to call. They're about two-thirds of the way um, done in the city. So, um, you know, the expectation is that they finish delivering the carts by... Uh, this coming Sunday, and then we make the additional cart, bag, uh, recycle cart link live on the system. Uh, I got a question that says, um, and by the way, I don't have the new cart yet either. I'm in the east end of town on Hampstead Street. They haven't gotten there yet. Uh, yeah, Melissa and Sarah Burns, great. The Methuen schools have a bin that takes clothes that are shredded down for textiles. You're correct. And we have others. There's one at the uh, North Fire Station up in my end of town. 
that takes clothing, new or gently used, right? Uh, that can be donated. I think it's goodwill. Um, so, um, you know, there's multiple places, but each of the schools has containers for clothing. There's m- many places you can put it. What is the turnaround for replacing a broken barrel? This might occur during a snowstorm. Well, um, so Harvey is responsible for replacing the carts, and that's on the packet that's given out to you. So if your cart is damaged, other than for the initial delivery, you'll call Harvey. So I'm told it'll be same week, Teresa, right? And we'll have to measure that. But if you, if you have a problem, use C-Click-Fix or call that number that I keep posting. Can you use the new bins now? You can. Uh, you don't have to, but you can. And if you use them, they'll pick them up. And so one of the other frequent uh, comments from people are, hey, they're, they're, they're not treating my bins very gently. You know, who's going to replace them when they break? Uh, this is one of the, the positives in the program is Harvey has to replace the cart. Unless you take a hammer to it, there's no cost to you. So... Um, the trucks that I showed earlier in the program with the side load, I think you're going to see a more genteel uh, process than, than what currently exists. Um, I did have, I thought I had some pictures of uh, all the trash across the city. Did you not provide those? I had pictures of trash heaps. No, he didn't give you that? Okay. Um, thought he did. Because I wanted to show the audience uh, what Harvey is dealing with. I've done it in each of the info sessions. In some of the houses, um, there's enough trash. So I've got pictures of multiple houses across the city where so much trash is put out, it takes the Harvey truck with two people on it 30 to 45 minutes to load that trash into the truck. Right? That's the kind of thing they're experiencing right now. So a little patience, if you would. Um, there were all think. Uh, Morel says there are, I think, also something called commercial food waste shredder machines, that the food waste can be recycled for animal and plants consumption. That's true. Um, so um, you do have those. Does the size of a recycling container matter? Examples could be an empty pill bottle to a rinse plastic milk bottle. Yeah, no, so all of those can go in. And by the way, I'm going to go back over something I said earlier in the program. So the overflow bags are only for trash, not for recycle. All right? Um, you can put a paper bag, a big paper bag, in your recycle if you want to do something like that. That's kind of what I do um, because I don't want gook all over the bottom of my uh, recycling cart. But you don't have to. You can rinse out your containers, your cans, your bottles, your pill bottles, whatever, and just put it right into the recycling container, the cart, and they will take it and dump it. Right, and then you'll get the cart back. So um, you, don't, you don't have to put a bag. You cannot put plastic bags in the recycling bin. Right? They're not allowable. And actually, as I was looking last night, prepping for the show, uh, one of the, um, one of the um, things that actually surprised me on the Recyclepedia, shredded paper, and I don't know if it's there. I'll look it up. You don't have to look, but I'm going to look at it. Shredded paper... Uh, does not get recycled. It actually gets thrown in your trash. Too soon. Shredded paper. So much for the mayor's typing ability. 
Shredded paper, there it is. So look at this, shredded paper. Um, put this item in your trash bin. And I would have, if you had asked me, I would have said, that's definitely recyclable. But it's not, right? Uh, it ends up floating all over the place like confetti. If it gets wet, it turns into pulp. Either way, it isn't captured for recycling. Therefore, we say, please, no shredded paper in the recycling. That was a surprise to me. All right, back to the questions. Um, I was told you can paint your address on the side of a cart as it may roll down the street given the automation system. Might be harder to find your cut if it rolls. It's all cut. Well, you absolutely can put your address on the cart. All right, these carts are serialized. We know what carts were delivered to what address. Um, you can put your address on them. You can put your name on them, whatever you want. If you move out of the city, you can't take the carts with you. That's the only caveat. All right, so probably better to put the, the address versus the name so that they know. Um, now, they don't roll away, Teresa. I don't know if you... They don't roll away easily. Um, so, Barbara L. said, what do you do if you don't have your barrel delivered by October 3rd and your trash is due to be picked up on October 3rd? So, I wouldn't want you to wait till October 3rd. Right? October 3rd is a little more than two weeks away. Uh, the barrel... The cart delivery is supposed to complete by Sunday. Uh, my expectation is you would call 978-983-8506 next week and say, I didn't get carts. Um, and we're going to check the list and see, you know, were carts delivered or not. And if they weren't, then we're going to bring them out to you. Because um, they are missing, um, you know, uh, a house now and then. Anytime the human process is involved, there's going to be mistakes. So that's creative. Uh, I got one more question that came in I want to ask. Uh, what should we wash the carts out with as they will smell after a while? Can we use dishwashing soap and a kitchen scrubber? Of course you can, right? Or you can, you know, I don't know if you're talking specifically with the recycle of the trash. You can wash them out with a garden hose and with dish water. Um, those are all amenable, right? The carts are there. They're going to get wet. Uh, I'm going to go back to the, a couple key points that I want you to take away. If you run into a problem, there's a number for you to call. We want you to use the city website. Um, as much as possible. That's the number, Jordan Normandia, 978-93-8506. But over and above that, um, you know, we want you to know that the bags will be available next week at at Market Basket on Havel Street and Pleasant Valley Street, at Galloway's, at House Street, at uh, Caribbean Market on Broadway, um, and one more place in the city that we're waiting confirmation on. And also at City Hall, Nevin's Library, uh, Senior Center, and the Transfer Station. And there will be no cash accepted for any of those. The city does not take cash for purchases. You need either a check or a credit card. And, and to be 100% honest with you, the process is set up with a little card reader. So the easiest way is debit or credit card when you go to any of those spots. Um, so... Uh, great question, Anne-Marie. Thank you for reminding DPW will pick up the old barrels. Yes. So um, there's a couple different ways you can get rid of your old barrels. There's three things that I can think of. One is you can save them and use them for lawn and leaf pickup uh, because we do have a packer truck. And, um, you know, because of the drought, the leaves aren't falling yet. But starting the beginning of October, separately from the trash, we will have a packer truck, a man by DPW, going through the city picking up the lawn and leaf. Uh, and we're going to do that for eight weeks. Um, then, or you can um, take your barrels. Uh, once you start using the new barrels, you could, 
you could take the old ones down to the transfer station if you prefer, or you can wait and hold them, and then uh, probably towards the end of October, mid to late October, the city's going to announce a date when, during your trash week, we will pick up the, the barrels themselves and dispose of them. Some of those we'll donate to contractors, and some of those we'll, we'll physically dispose of. So, yes, we will pick them up. Um, where is the serial number on the cart? It's on the bottom of the cart, is my understanding. Right, right, right in the, 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 underneath the lid in the front. Um, okay, so those are all the questions. I, I guess what, what, I'm, what I'm appealing to you is, look, change is hard. Um, but this is a necessary change. Right? We keep talking about um, our taxes and you know, how we want to protect ourselves from them going up. And I understand that. I'm a homeowner all my life in Methuen. I pay taxes just like you. I, I'm going to repeat, there's nothing financial coming the mayor's way. Um, we actually presented this probably about 25 times now. And I'm not talking just about the info sessions. We had public info sessions before we made a decision. And, the, the, you know, you don't have to believe me. You can go back and watch the city council meetings from a year ago, June, when we extended JRM for a year, where the councils told me, don't bring back another JRM extension. That's not mayor's opinion. That's fact. We had two bidders on this program. We had JRM and Harvey. JRM was going to require the city of Methuen to do all the barrel replacement all the cart distribution, and quite frankly, we're not, we're not staffed to do that. We want you to get the customer service that you deserve. To Teresa's point, when a cart breaks, you should get a cart almost instantaneously. And so that's what Harvey has signed up for. It's unfortunate that Matt Higgins got stuck in traffic because he was going to be on the show today. Um, but we're going to be at Methuen Day. We're going to have the truck, the carts, um, the uh, overflow bags, We'll even sell the overflow bags at Methuen Day. Um, so come on by. And let me, let me just say this respectfully. Unlike most of the country, I understand it when you, when you disagree with me. That is your right. But it's important that you not mix opinion and facts. Facts are, we did public hearings on this. Very few people attended. And those that did spoke. And some of those people can tell you they went to the sessions. I can name them. Um, but we did do the sessions. We did do a survey. We took your results. We took your answers. And we crafted what we think is the best program for Methuen going forward. And that's the simple facts here. There's no benefit to anybody financially other than protecting all of us from our, our tax rate increase when the cost of hauling is up almost 90% over the last five years. That's the mathematics of it. So... Um, bear with us. Do your best. If you have an issue, call us. Remain respectful. When you send an email where you're screaming, all capital letters, I won't stand for this, you know, you're setting a tone. Right? We've signed a contract. Now our job is to try to make this work for you. And we're going to try to make it work. So if you have questions, call 978-983-8506. Um, next week, we're going to talk about um, the ARPA funding in the city, the $46.2 million. Remind you when it's going to be spent, what it's going to be spent on. City Council voted on that. Um, 
And, and that will be a great show. Uh, I got two quick questions before I sign off. I know MCS is ready to go. Can we keep the old barrels to put the recycling in them? No. You can keep the old barrels to put trash in leaves, not recycling. Uh, will they pick up broken down cardboard boxes? No, broken down boxes need to go inside the cart. And you can get an initial recycling cart if you need it. But again, we ask you to try, try using the 95-gallon cart. It's much larger than most people think. Um, so, uh, and you're talking to somebody who is, lives in Amazon Central. They're at my house every day. So, in the meantime, um, I, I want to thank you for your patience. Um, we are, uh, as a city, moving forward positively. And it's time to put all that negativity behind us. And it's okay, like I said, to disagree with anything, even the trash program. Let's do it respectfully and dialogue about how we address your problem versus, you know, yelling and screaming. That's not doing anything for us at the national level, and it can't do anything for us here. I'm open to listening to your issues and try to help you resolve them um, amicably because we're willing to work with you. So in the meantime, next week is, um, like I said, ARPA. Uh, don't forget Methuen Day, October 1st. Don't forget the Wallet Heels comes into town September 27th. The procession by, uh, from St. Lucie's to uh, the Potter Field on Pelham Street um, is, starts at 1030 at St. Lucie's. It'll be something to see. Come on out of your houses and see it. Uh, come on down to Methuen Day. See your trash provider. Uh, understand how do you see Click Fix. We'll have lots of things set up for you to for, take a look at. In the meantime... God bless you. Uh, stay healthy. Everybody get the fourth vaccine. I know that'll go over big. Um, and we'll see you back here next week. It's great to be back. Happy fall.